I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. filled with pimps and hoes trying to take everything that you made or control there you go Elvis Presley ain't got no soul but Bo Diddley is rock and roll damn right and you may dig the Rolling Stones but they ain't the first place the credit goes Hey, welcome to the Black Guy With Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And we're back in the house for another episode on a Sunday. Yes, we are. NBA playoffs in full effect. Yes, they are too. The weather's looking great outside. It's beautiful. So why not talk some black punk rock? Yes. With my man Lord mm-hmm. Q from La Punk Rock. Uh, actually, no, that's not right. La Punk Noir. La, La Punk Noir. Black punk rock. If you're looking on Facebook, yeah, or just LaPompNoir.com if you're looking for, you know, his website and some alternative uh, entertainment that he has on his website, like maybe a picture of Naomi Banks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's only I think it's only appropriate that the first utterances uh, from 
me be a guttural moan on your show. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, you can get like the latest movie releases, and uh, and he has links to other pod- the podcasts that he enjoys, yeah, and literature, yeah. But more importantly, I believe the main attraction to LaPontNoir.com is his well his, his actual music that he's promoting yeah. for different now you're you're actually promoting bands that play black punk rock it's not necessarily that you're in these bands right that is correct and, and first let me start by saying uh, i just want to shout out to all your listeners i dig your show glad to be on it it's my pleasure i'm happy to be talking about la punk noir uh, and everything and now to get back to your question, no, I'm not in the bands. I used to be in a band uh, back in the olden days, back in the mid to late 90s. Uh, but uh, that day has passed for me, and so now I'm given the charge of uh, promoting some kick-ass black rock and roll, punk rock, alternative music in general. Cool, man, because I, I think that's the first assumption. Like, when we got all our questions, one of the first things I saw was most people were assuming that he was, like, playing in the band. Yes. And I was like, I don't think, I like, I've listened to him on the Player Hater podcast. I went and checked out his site because he used to post, like, links on the, our, on our webpage mm-hmm. or our Facebook page for Black, the Black Isle Tips. And, um, I would be like, you know, I, you know, I don't see anything about him playing the music. It seems like he's promoting the music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, no, I, go ahead. Yeah, no, I used to be in a band and I was, uh, my, uh, career in entertainment began as, a. Uh, somewhat in musical theater a song and dance man for a number of years I made a living uh, so you know I don't play in the bands anymore I just want to promote them okay. even though people are on my ass to we're thinking about making a reunion of the band that I was in Mistress of the Pope but that's just talk for right now we don't know okay man that's what so you've been on both sides of it and uh, it's a, I, I also have you know some bio information about Mr. Laura Q uh He's a native of Richmond, Virginia, and he's Lord Eric Quander, but you go by Q, man. I think Lord Q sounds cooler. Me too. So. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knew me as Eric Quander at one time. <laughs> I think I think I think you uh, you made the, the proper switch there. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're founder and creative director of LaPontNoir.com, and uh, LaPontNoir presents a black uh, a Los Angeles based site and performance series that features the music and style known as the black alternative scene now when you say black alternative and i know you say black punk rock on facebook are you just saying like specifically like if if it say if it was just a black alternative rock and roll band like something to the effect of like a blind melon or something like that or maybe even grunge would you just kind of say no that's not us we specifically do punk rock um, I would no, no. We, 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 we. The reason why I decided to kind of straddle the fence on alternative and and black punk and punk and rock and roll uh, was because I didn't want for less hard sounding artists to think that la punk noir didn't have a place for them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure that we were open up to you know a, a, a bit of a variety of sounds. Uh, so. Uh, you know, we'll not, my personal preference though is hardcore shit. You know, hardcore in your face rock and roll. Uh, but I also understand that, you know, there's alternative hip hop that I'm really into, Tech Nine and shit like that. Uh, and some even softer sounds. 
uh, you know, like Peel, which is a great band out of here in L.A., or Galaxy Atar out of New York. Uh, so, you know, I wanted to make sure that there was a little bit of room for anyone who didn't fit into the standard categories of black music. You dig what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I get it. Um, now, so so you are a fan of some hip hop and whatnot. Um, did you? What did? You, what kind of music did you grow up on that made you, you know, uh, gravitate towards the black uh, rock and roll scene? What type of music did I grow up on? Well, okay, so uh, growing up in the, I guess in my formative years being in the eighties, <clears throat> I was listening to. I knew all the old school hip hop. Uh, you know, Run DMC and even your earlier than that, Grandmaster Flash and all those cats. I was into that and heard it, but one of the turning points for me was when I listened to Black Sabbath at around probably, I don't know, 12 or 11 or something. And when I heard it, it just sent me on a, you know, on a, on a world tailspin in the rock and roll. And so I just started checking out more and more and more and more rock bands. And I was a kind of a freaky kid, I guess, to begin with. And that just kind of grew. And there were years, like, I would test myself, I guess you could say, where there was a year where I only listened to Kiss. I listened to no other music but Kiss. Uh, there was a year when I listened to nothing but Crosby, Seals, and Nash. I mean, I didn't listen to any other form of music if I could help it, but Crosby, Seals, and Nash. Uh, the Beatles were another band like that that I, that I messed around with. Uh, so, I guess starting at around 11, I just really got into rock and roll, and then, you know, the 80s were crazy with bands like Poison and Night Ranger and Scorpions, and so I was all into that shit, and, uh, then I got really heavy into reggae, like in my college years, I only listened to, like, Bob Marley and, uh, you know, mostly dub, uh, not dub reggae, but roots reggae, uh, listened to a lot of Fishbone as a kid, (laughs) you know, uh, bad Brains, of course. I listened to a lot of Bad Brains and went to a lot of Bad Brain shows. Uh, so that's kind of like what I listened to, but I grew up in a church, so I can tell you all about gospel music, uh, soul music. I just love the music, you know, as a whole. So I kind of like soaked everything in. And then you just decide what made, what was the like, the impetus to say, Okay, black rock and roll, this is where it's at. I want to start my own shit, and let's build this thing up. Well, um, that started... I taught at a university and uh, had written a play back in, like, uh, you know, about three or four years ago. And after I finished that and got out of academia, I came back to California, my wife and I, and uh, the lady Elzora. Can't, you know, do the show without mentioning her. She's sitting right here beside me. And, um... I wanted to do something, and I had been producing theater for a number of years. I didn't really want to go back to theater and do that grind. And so I was living in uh, Little Tokyo in downtown Los Angeles, and um, I got the crazy idea. I said, oh, you know what, babe, I think I'm going to just do one show featuring some black punk bands. Out of, out of no fucking reason, really. You know, no real reason. Just wanted to make some money and whatever. And um, I did the show. It was a fucking phenomenal success. Oh, I guess I can't curse like that, dude, huh? No, yeah, man, you yeah. can curse. You, you black out, yeah. too. Right. <laughs> Say whatever you um, want, it, Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I, you know, we're on the internet. It's cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I decided to put together a show, and after the show, all the kids 
And the uh, bands were like, hey, man, this was cool. I, like, never go to hear music like this where I'm usually not, like, one of three black people in the room. Because uh, the room was mostly black people. And it was in a great little venue in downtown L.A. And all the bands were mostly all black people. And... It was a fucking kick-ass punk rock show. And the bands and the kids came, huh? Yeah, it was a very diverse crowd. We had a lot of Hispanic kids there as well. And they came to me after the show and like, okay, when are you doing the next one? And I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And I kind of sat on it, and then I started doing shows. So that's how it's, and it's now, what, three years later, babe? Yeah, it's like, so now we've been doing it for like three years. And uh, it's really kicking ass. Now, is this the first time you're going to go out on tour, or you've been on tours before? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been, I've toured all around, you know, uh, in my own thing, uh, in my own life. i uh, produced a lot of national theater tours, and I was an actor, and all that kind of shit. And so I've done that, you know, a lot. This is the first time, though, we're kicking it off. In fact, uh, on May 22nd in Philadelphia, uh, we've produced our own national tour. Now, as far as I know, I know that black rock bands have toured before, yes. But as far as I know, we're the first tour that's presenting all black rock bands. That's the first time, like, in history that that's ever been done. Wow. So we're pretty fucking stoked, and we don't have any sponsorship dollars. I'm kind of putting the bill myself and just doing it, and that's how you got to fucking do it. It's rock and roll. That's cool, cool. man. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, now, I, I admit, rock and roll is not really my thing, but, you know, I checked out a couple of songs you sent me. I went to your website and listened to um, some of the songs there, and it is different, and it is cool to be exposed to it because, you know, I have never really heard something like that from black people making music before, so it was cool to be like, oh, shit, man, we can do this, too, you know? Oh, but, yeah. but the reason I had is the show start with those lyrics from uh, Most Death's song, uh, Rock and Roll, is because uh, that was the assertion that he made in his song was, hey man, black rock and roll used to be a black thing. Somehow it got co-opted and turned into uh, white music for a long period of time. And it feels like uh, this is kind of taking the first step to, to kind of take it back, you know? Yeah, well, you know, that's totally, totally accurate, man. This is the way I look at it. I, I don't like... Uh, well, I'm black, man. I'm just... I'm just a black man, you know, and it's like I don't like um, the idea or the perception that seems to pervade our community that rock and roll is like a white kid's music because it's kind of not. It's actually anyone who knows their black history and has any idea of musicology and music history of our country knows that rock and roll is based out of rhythm and blues, gospel, uh, a fusion of those, and uh, blues, traditional blues music. It's a fusion of all those styles combined. Now, it's kind of like not our fault that while Bo Diddley and uh, Robert Johnson and cats like that were developing the sound, that kids over in England were really, really, really into it. And they kind of started messing around with it and started reproducing it on their own, and then they reintroduced it to America. So this music was happening in America in the black community, and when you think about what punk rock is and what rock and roll is, it's totally uh, simple to understand that it is black music. 
because it's birthed out of rebellion. It's birthed out of a political uh, perspective to some degree and in some regards. And it's also a, a music that kind of resists definition. It's like it's kind of like everything, which is like what black people are. We're, we're everything. We're the universe, man. So it's like, you know, it makes sense that rock and roll is black people's music. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Um, now let me do a little bit of business first. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, obviously you should know you're listening to the Blackout Tips, and you can find this podcast on theblackouttips.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, and Podomatic and Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is search for the Black Guy Who Tips. Yes, our podcast will come up, and uh, you can leave us comments. You can leave us five star reviews on iTunes. Which we read on the sto- on the show. So, yes. you know, if it's a five-star review, it will be read. Anything else will not be read. Um, and, of course, you can uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That as in D-A-T. Um, we, uh, of course, on the website, you can donate to the show. We have single donations, recurring donations. Um, don't forget also to contact us. You can email us to blackouttips at gmail.com. And you can call the show 704-557-0186. Leave, a, leave us a voicemail. We play those back on Saturdays. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. And did I tell you, uh, Mark Griffin, of course, is my friend on Facebook. The yes. inventor of Bullet Ball. Yes. My, my, my favorite game that, well, got picked on on the internet. Yes. Well, he... Is officially. I wondered what that was. Yeah, man. We actually, if you go to theblackoutist.com and search uh, bullet ball, uh, it should video. come up. We have the video yeah. of what we're talking about. So people can check it out yeah. and see um, this man's dream get crushed on national TV. Television. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm his friend, and he posted a picture saying that he was in development uh, talks with Mattel. To make the, the the actual game. What? Wow. Oh, I'm excited for him. He got to come on the show now, man. Yeah, man. I got to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, I kind of feel like maybe we helped, you know? Yeah. I kind of feel like us bringing attention to his plight, even through the guise of humor, help get that name out there. Maybe we help get him a second chance to get that game. Who on. knows? Somebody from Mattel may have been listening, making that Barbie. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I just thought about that. Of course... This podcast is sponsored. Yes, sir. By Shadow Dog Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast is brought to you by the audio play Carly by Shadow Dog Productions. Carly is a 13-year-old girl living on her own who has to blackmail an adult man for her own secret purposes. Oh. It's 43 minutes long and it costs $2.99. Uh, I put a YouTube sample on our website, so if you guys want to check it out, uh, it's under the heading, a word from our sponsor, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can click on the uh, YouTube video right there on the website and play it and decide if it's for you, because I think that two or three minutes on the YouTube is uh, pretty intriguing, and if I was y'all, I would want to know what the hell else they were going to (laughs) do in that that clip. Uh, That girl sounded pretty manipulative. Um, There's also a link to it on the website, so all right, let's get back into talking to Laura Q. Um, we had some people submit questions to ask right. Laura Q. Um, and before we get, oh, I they're just, nasty questions. I hope I want to get fucking dirty, man. Let's let's come, <laughs> turn this thing up. See, I got I got questions of my own because I I mean no no offense, but some of these questions was kind of lame to me. But I have questions of my own that I will throw in 
throughout the questioning, if, if that's okay with you. Oh, hey, you know, I just want to let people know that I'm you streaming myself as I do this. Okay, cool. That's what's up, that's man. Cool. Now, uh, uh, I think there'll be a link on my Facebook page, and you can check it out. Oh, okay, that's what's up, man. I'll, I'll see if I can tweet that while we're uh, on the air. Um, all right, man, so um, I, it also says in your profile that your notable achievements include being a lead singer in the 90s, uh, Los Angeles-based underground rock band, Mistress of the Pope, uh, founder of the African-American, African-American theater, theater, theatrical ensemble. Ugh, say that three times fast. That's why he put the abbreviation AATE. Yeah. <laughs> much easier. Much easier to say. And noted expert in the fields of archery, firearms, axe throwing, and extreme survivalism. You sound like a Wow. Yeah, you sound like a regular uh Steven Seagal, man. Wow. Uh I, I do like it I like it a rough. <laughs> I do like it rough. <laughs> Married to the model Lady Alzora and yeah. uh the couple of guys. Say that again. Yeah, she's in the background. Yeah. Chilling. Yes. Um, and the couple reside on their ranch, Black Rock, in the high deserts of California with their two cats, Princess Mortimer and Luther. Now, is Luther le- ve- named after Luther Vandross? Uh, no. <laughs> I had to ask, man. I had to ask. All the, all the black women that listen to this that like people with jerry curls were definitely wondering that question. Yes. And if I wouldn't have <laughs> asked... If I wouldn't have asked, it would have been a problem. Um, all right, man. So hey, I name all my I name all my uh, pets after Shakespearean characters. Oh, oh okay. okay. So yeah, you I name all my, yeah. So you got any uh, like Othellos on the ranch? No, not anymore. Uh, but I only got the two cats so far. Uh, but I've had you know crazy animals in the past, and I've always given them Shakespearean character names because I'm really into Shakespeare. And, uh, so, you know, I just continue to, to con- the tradition with these, uh, little cats. Okay. But Mortimer's been around for fucking 14 years, so it's like, you know, he's probably gonna be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon you have to get Hamlet or something, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll get a Hamlet next or something. <laughs> Alright. So, my question, you know, besides these questions I'm gonna ask from other people, my first question is, what are the groupies like in black punk rock, man? Because I, I you know, going by the music, I would I would guess that the the women that are in the black punk rock are probably about it. You know, like if you think groupies at hip hop concerts are about it, I would say a chick that goes to a black punk punk rock concert has to get down. Well, it depends on your flavor. Unfortunately, you know, kind of like we're seeing a big change now. Uh, but it used to be it was white chicks that like black dicks. I mean, basically, you know, a bunch of white chicks that dig some, you know, black guys and they're going to get banged or whatever. But now we do see that the audiences are much more diverse and there are a lot of black women in our audiences. So, you know, everybody's got a little freak in them. (laughs) I'm assuming the Internet helps with that a lot because, you know, on the Internet, it kind of gives you a network for people who either didn't know this existed or have been looking for this type of music. Uh, an outlet to find to find this a, a group around it and to go to these concerts. So you know, I, I would think that it would get extra freaky, man. I've seen Black Planet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and what, what uh, you want to know how freaky it gets? We got a now a uh, partnership. We're in partnership with the uh, with the Urban X organization. You know who they are? The no. Urban X. 
Oh, dude, 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 this is so fucking cool. Okay, so the Urban X, they are black adult porn, star, porn stars. They do the Urban X Awards every year uh, for the last several years here in Los Angeles. And so because the adult industry is so segregated, they decide to develop their own award show. And this is the first year that we're going to, we've partnered up and we're going to be doing a lot of stuff. So whenever you come to a La Pump Noir show, you know, you're going to see a shitload of black porn stars. We got Naomi Banks. Uh, you know, all the hot chicks are there. Oh, shit. Well, I got to make it to one of these concerts. I then. know, right? Um, oh, it's cool. It's crazy, too, because uh, I talked about uh, the AVN Awards yeah, on this podcast a while back. A lot of chicks have nipples and labias pierced. We see a lot of that. <laughs> exactly. See, this, these are. The, I think this is what you should be putting on the site. And not like I mean, the music is cool. The music is cool, yeah. and I'm not trying to down no. play the bands. No. But I would lead with come check out Pierce Nipples. Also, we have some bands playing tonight. Why don't you check out Brain Dead Bureaucracy? Well, you know, one one of my. You know, I guess it's one of the just the uh, r- kind of rules that I have in my head based on, you know, my time as, in a band myself and hanging out. Uh, no show is truly complete until you see a new labia. N- no show is complete. Uh, 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 that's, that's actually my same motto for this podcast. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, we can't close the, can't close the show, so so obviously uh you know that's the groovy situation which i i think makes the show sounds even more attractive than before um now adjective jay he sent in a question and he said if you play guitar what was your first solo now see you said you were a lead singer do you also play guitar no i do not unfortunately never uh had the i had the interest not the attention span. Uh, I was uh, I liked uh, girls too much, so I didn't want to really fucking learn how to play the guitar. And I, you know, if you can sing, that can get you a lot of ash. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I sing, so I kind of just use that instead. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it matters how you sing, because like I have a high pitched voice, and I don't think if I sang like the reasons no. by Earth Wind and Fire, I don't think I would get no pussy off of that. I don't think so either. I still be doing my fucking. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here forever. Uh, so, uh, he also asked, what black exploitation film would you remake and score? Now, that assumes you're in the black exploitation films and that you would be down to score a whole movie. So, I don't well, know. First of all, who, who isn't in the black exploitation films, man? How you not going to dig, you know, uh, uh, what, 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 the Jim Brown movies, you know? I love fucking Jim Brown. He's the Mac. How you <laughs> not going to dig Mac? I mean, oh, yes. You know, you know uh, I, you know, this question about the revamping of black exploitation films is something that's been actually coming up, and it's so funny that you mentioned that, um, because you, there's a film that Jim Brown did, I think, called like Cannonball, maybe? Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember, but one of his films, and, you know, kind of like checking it out and thinking about what would it be like to redo and kind of reformat one of those films to a rock and roll black rock and roll soundtrack so that's kind of a cool question um i like car wash a lot i've always wanted to do a stage version of car wash so that's something that that might uh kind of fit that question okay i would like to see that man you should probably uh 
I mean, not to tell you what to do, but that would be cool if y'all could take like a couple minute clip from like a uh, old black exploitation uh, movie and score it and right. put it on YouTube for like a sample. Yeah. I, I would like to see that just to see how it turns out. Me too. That'd be yeah. neat. Well, you know, if, when they check out uh, check out our Facebook page, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a couple of our old posters where we, because for a while I was just really into the images on the posters of those 70 black films, and so I started just taking out all the, you know, uh, information about the film and putting it and putting in the names of rock bands, <laughs> and and using those as our posters. Because it was, they were, those images in that time, you know, were so colorful and vivid and rebellious, which is something that Le Punk Noir is about, you know, so it kind of fit into the message of what we wanted to say. So we kind of used some of those black exploitation film posters uh, for promotions in the past. Oh, okay, oh, cool, man. Um, Thomas Ibble, he writes in, uh, do you feel that you get respected inside the black community? Um, and how big is your market with like you know how many fans or listeners are you touching as a, as, you know as a band or as a genre when you uh, guys go out? Yeah, that's a cool question. Um, I'm gonna say, are we respected? I, I'm kind of a wordsman, so I'm very careful about the language you know that I use. Mm-hmm. Uh, so respected is an interesting word to me. Uh, I would say no, but at first I was angry about that. But now I'm learning that it's not because it's because they just people didn't know a lot of people didn't know that this music is happening in our community. True. So you can't respect kind of what you well I guess you theoretically you can respect what you don't necessarily understand. But I think you understand what I mean. You know I'm not gonna like blame our, our black community. You know because they didn't know that Bad Brains was around and death and bands like that instead I've chosen to approach it from a positive way and just try to develop a firm understanding of how I can promote the music to our community and make them aware because once you hear it most people dig it right Yeah. when they brothers making this shit and some sisters too most people pretty much dig it but it's a hard sell I'm not gonna lie it's a hard sell well, I kind of, I'm kind of in the same position with the podcast thing. I mean, a lot of people don't really respect, you know, what a podcast is. It's, you know, and the assumption is, you know, you got a couple of niggas going in their house and recording some shit on the microphone. Why would I want to listen to that? So it's hard to get people to give you that first try. But yeah. but I think most people, if you have a quality product, after they hear something for the first time, it's more like. Oh, wow, I'm, I, I really want to hear more of this because I didn't expect it to be so well done. And then not only that, it's similar to punk rock. A lot of people don't even know what a podcast is. Right. And that's kind of how it is for black punk rock. They go, well, what is this genre of music? I've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I can't yet. front. If it wasn't for him posting on our Facebook site uh, yeah. and being on Mr. Player Haters, I, I would have never even thought about it. Yeah, and then it's like... Wow. For the first time, you open us up to a genre, and that's the same thing with podcasting. You have to kind of open up, and you kind of have to be the man in the front with and saying, "I'm going to make this go somewhere." So I applaud you for doing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me ask you a question, though. You know, I was telling you, I, I just briefly mentioned, I said the anger that can be uh, attached to people not knowing. Um, like, so, like, when you come across those folks that don't know, like, what that a podcast is or that you have a podcast, does it kind of, like, 
make you say like, well, where the fuck? What are you doing, dude? Why are you? Not, <laughs> why are you not aware of what the fuck's going on around you? Here's where I get mad. This is, and this happens to me all the time. I, I normally just hold it in, but I really hate when people tell me that there's nothing on the radio that they like and that they're tired of. You know the same. You know Steve Harvey and you know these other motherfuckers. That's fine. Yeah. Right. You know that. And that. Oh, I, I, why can't I find something else to listen to? And I'm just like, turn your radio off. You're you are your own radio. You have a fucking four hundred dollar phone in your pocket. How about you check out what you can listen to on that? Because you can find things. That's what I did. And and I've, I've never. You will never hear me complain about hip hop is dead or music sucks because I only listen to shit I like. And you know right. what? There's no shortage of shit that I like because there's a bunch of people making good music. You just haven't taken the fucking time out your schedule to try to look it up. And if you really care about music, then you wouldn't be so fucking lazy. And you get off your ass and go find some. Right. I'm tired exactly. of people. Hip-hop is fucked up. Well, why don't you look for some hip-hop? When's the last time that you checked some shit out? You know, music is right. fucked up. Hey, man, there's a dude on my fucking page. Black, <laughs> promoted black punk rock. Maybe right. you can check that shit out, you know. So I don't, I don't yeah. give that excuse to people. I don't like that shit. And, and I, but you know, yeah, Karen, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I guess for me, it it really doesn't bother me because I know that, like I said, for a lot of people, they have no idea what it is. And, and the first question I'm normally asked is, "What is a podcast?" And I and I normally have to tell them, "Is a radio station without commercials." You know, and right. that's the best way I can describe it to most people. And they go, oh, okay. But like Roderick said, it, it is up to you to take the effort to go out and look. Like um, with you and with other other genre music, is thousands of apps you can use on your telephone and, and things like that. Like Roderick said, why are you spending $1,000 on a fucking telephone that can do everything in your pocket, but yet you complain about the music? I think a lot of people are lazy and they want to be force-fed versus going and finding because I, I, I believe that if people find you, they're going to stick with you versus you being pushed in their face. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, you know, that's kind of like a problem that's somewhat endemic in our community, in our black community, is that the seeking spirit was quelched in us to a large degree, and at least, you know, in, our, in the early beginnings of us being in this country, yada, yada. Uh, so you really got to get off of your ass, like you said, and go and have a seeking spirit, but that seeking spirit is not something that is nurtured in our youth. Right. And I think that's kind of where it starts. And so, to jump back really far into our conversation, when you talked, to, when you asked me about, okay, how'd you get into this? I've always had a seeking spirit. So I always, I was never really interested in the mundane and what the masses consume. I always found it more interesting to uh, discover shit, <laughs> you know, to just discover things. Uh, when I first moved to L.A., I was dating a stripper in South Central, so I got to spend a lot of time in South Central. Now, I didn't know shit about L.A. when I first moved here. I didn't know nothing. And so I found myself hanging out in the S.C. a lot. And the first thing I would tell dudes, you, they'd be like, hey, man, you, you talk kind of funny, but you cool as shit. You know? And I'd be like, dude. I'd be like, dude, get the fuck out of this neighborhood. Go anywhere. Go to Arizona, just go someplace where you've never been and discover shit. <laughs> and that's the key. 
I, I was never afraid of leaving home. You know, when I went to school, I dived right into school and started soaking up everything. I wasn't the... Now, yeah, I could hang out at, with the... Uh, the uh, Black Student Alliance and the Black Greeks and shit like that. I did that to a degree, but that shit was kind of boring to me. So I started hanging out with the white boys, the Asian boys, the fucking uh, Indian boys. I'd hang out with the Chinese kids, and that's how I just started discovering the world, basically. You know? Because as far as I'm concerned, I, like, I had a great thing that happened to me a few days ago, a deal. And where I'm going to get to work with Angelo Moore Fishbone, another great fucking black rock band that's a, that they're legendary, you know? This is, they're legends. Right. And so I was talking to my wife, you know, and in my mind, I'm still just a little fat kid from Virginia, dude. <laughs> you know, so it's like when some this incredible shit happens to me, I'm like, wow. Right. And it's all because I just take a chance. <laughs> and I just usually just kind of step out there and see what happens. Cool, man. Uh, we also have another question uh, from a man, Chat Creole, and it's more of a commentary than a question, but I'll read the whole thing because he took the time to send it. Um, I'm a 30-year-old guy from the South, Louisiana. In my younger days, I was really big into the punk scene. I would often be ridiculed by my peers saying I was acting white because I love punk slash indie music. Many times when I would go to shows, I would be the only black guy there. When I would see another black person there, they would avoid me like the plague or give me dirty looks like I was encroaching on their territory. Nowadays, I look and I see a whole community of black punks, afropunk.com and the like, who actively support each other. What I want to know is where were these people when I was growing up? (laughs) And and what do you think are some of the contributing factors as to why it's more acceptable now for black kids to be in the punk music? Uh, and I, I basically I pose that question to you, and um, I also will wonder if it's a lot of it's from the internet. You know, you can actually find shit. You know, because if you're chances are if you're in a neighborhood, you know, a black neighborhood, you happen to want to hear more punk music. There is nobody in your neighborhood in a general vicinity that is going to be down with helping you find some, but then you might be able to get on the internet and find a couple people in your city or even more people who, who all have that longing, but they just don't have a group. Yes, and, and I also think, too, and this is just me with the diversity in the school systems. More school systems need to be diverse. And like you said, you have to want to go out and, and talk and, and meet people across the board and learn about their culture and learn about their ways and things like that. And and I yeah. think that it's a wonderful thing to want to know about something that most people around you aren't used to. And, and it's like if you are outside of a mold, people have a tendency to pick on you. But you have to get to the point where you're comfortable in your own skin and you go away. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you, I think that that uh, question has a lot of different things going on in it. Uh, one of the things, a few things stick out to me though. Uh, he says, "Where were these?" But like you were alluding to, they, there was this. We're still developing the network of this community. You know, and so we're still in the ground stages, really, man. Even though the shit's been pumping since the 70s, uh, you know, with real vigor, it's still been a loose connection. And so one of the reasons why I figured I had to start an organization and a site 
was to develop the foundation for this network just so there could be a hub where folks that dug the same music and were of the same cultural background could kind of get together. And so, yeah, Karen, the Internet's the perfect place and makes all that happen. Um, another part of the question was <clears throat> that you guys were saying is, like, what's kind of fueling this movement that's happening, this alternative black movement, punk rock, rock and roll? Um, hip-hop. <laughs> hip-hop is actually kind of helping because people are getting tired of the shit that's played on the radio and it's con- called black music, hip-hop music. Kids are getting hip and knowing that that's kind of like bullshit. And so they go to the internet and they start fucking around with all these different sounds and still calling it hip-hop. So if you look at hip-hop culture and style right now, there's a heavy punk influence and rock and roll influence that's that's going through hip-hop. All black kids are skateboarding and skating. If you're skateboarding and skating and you're a black kid in the hood, you're not only listening to... Uh, you know, the, the contemporary hip-hop artist, Lil John and, uh, you know, uh, Gucci Mane and all those motherfuckers, but you're also getting turned on to some bad brains. There's not a black skate kid that doesn't know about bad brains now. You see what I'm saying? So, the network is developing and developing, and the best thing that we can do, man, is for our black people to not be afraid of what they do not know or are unfamiliar with, and to go out and support these bands when you're hearing that they're playing in your neighborhood. Man, you just kind of blew my mind because I never really thought about it like that. But, yeah, a lot of the influences right now in hip-hop are direct descendants of rock and roll culture. The whole, even like the fucking uh, skinny jeans, uh, the skate, yeah. the skateboarding shit. Um, the tennis the, shoes. Yeah, even, even some of the artists, like uh, a guy like... Uh, uh, B.O.B. who is, he, he yeah. fucking goes out there with a guitar and sings and raps like he's hey, I mean, check this out yeah. check out a cat like Wiz Khalifa right Wiz Khalifa is kind of punk rock when you look at his style look at the uh, the colors that he wears and the flamboyance that you see in hip hop mm-hmm. is a great mixture of that punk rebellion rock and roll glam and black soul yeah, I mean as, that's what the style is. As as a guy like uh, Kanye West has gotten more and more popular, you look at his style of dress. You look at the kind of mm-hmm. instrumentation he's doing with his music and experiment that experimenting that he's doing. Clearly, that is not from inside of hip hop. That that like some of the uh, some of the influence for that has to come from people outside of the hip hop realm. So yeah, I can easily see why that would lead a kid to want to explore more good music and say, well, look. What is Kanye listening to? Right, exactly. But yeah, that was all right. Yeah, and those cool. are music lovers. You know, they're music lovers. So as music lovers, those guys are smart as far as the different sounds that culture and society have gone through. So you, you know, if you're a real music lover, man, I can listen to country, some country shit that I dig. Yep. Um, you know, I dig every type of music pretty much that there is. Yeah, and I guess for me, and 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 it, when you brought that up, you really made me think. It's weird uh, that there's still a division when uh, Walk This Way by Ron DMC and Aerosmith was played in, on black radio stations and white radio stations. Like, for me as a child, personally, that's the first time I ever heard it integrate, like hip-hop and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of rock. And so, 
for that song to be so well accepted, it's amazing how everybody go, okay, that's cool because they was the biggest, but now it's more of a, it, it went back to a division again versus more people working with each other from the different genres. Well, you know, when you when you check out a lot of some uh, some of the hip hop that's coming out now, a lot of them use '70s rock and roll riffs from like Led Zeppelin and Thin Lizzy and <coughs> Leonard Skinner in their fucking music. Yeah, that's you know true. they'll put it into their music. So they these they're hip as their man. You know, the world has a lot of sound in it, and I'd be a fool not to expose and utilize it, incorporate and collaborate. To make it happen, you know, just to, to demonstrate the marriage, the natural union of hip hop and rock and roll and punk rock alternative music. Uh, on our for our show, we got a show coming up called we do every year uh, for my wife's charity called Barbecue for Boobs. Uh, it's a a concert where we raise money and we donate it to uh, cancer research in the black community. Because cancer is a big thing in, in our black community, among, especially among women. At any rate, the guy that's headlining the show is uh, Wise Intelligent from Poor Righteous Teachers. Are you guys familiar with those cats? Yep. No, I'm not. Okay, Poor Righteous Teachers, total, you know, g- uh, conscious hip-hop guys from the 90s. But now their new music of Wise Intelligent, the lead of that group, He's infusing a lot of rock and roll and now has a live rock band that he goes around with. You know, so even the old school hip hop is kind of finding a rejuvenation when they incorporate alternative music. So it's happening. Wow. Well, now Michelle wrote in a couple questions too. Um, the first couple are pretty specific. Uh, is Jada Pinkett Smith's band Black Punk Rock? Unfortunately, the band Wicked Wisdom—that's her name. That was the name of her band. They don't exist anymore, which mm-hmm. really sucks because they really kicked ass. I did get an opportunity to see them here in L.A., um, but uh, they would be considered hard rock. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I guess our next question about it sucking—we don't need to answer that. They were pretty good. No, yeah, because she was backed by total, total cool fucking cats. In fact, most of the guys in there and they were in her band are in black rock bands right now. So, for example, this one cat, Andre, I think he was a, a bass player for her. I'm pretty sure he was. He now has his own band, uh, Multitude of Girls. So he's still making music. And I know a couple of other cats that she that were, you know, in her backup band are in other black rock bands and diverse bands throughout, you know, throughout the country. Okay. Um, she also says, uh, if you could define punk rock in three words, what would they be? Black soul music. That was fairly simple. Um, and then she says, "Do you have shows?" You've already answered that. And uh, have you ever had someone say they loved your music before seeing you, and then change their mind after seeing you? I gotta be honest with you. There's a band that I manage. They're called Brain Dead Bureaucracy. I gotta tell you that. Brothers and sisters that had never, like, really been exposed to rock and roll or hardcore music because they're kind of a hardcore metal band, no one has ever said, came up to me at least, and said, if they were unfamiliar with the music, after they heard the band, no one has ever said that they didn't dig it. And that's the truth. No one has ever said that to me. You may be a, become a convert if you come to our shows. I'm pretty fucking sure of it. You know, 
go to our website and check check out some of the music. Uh, and I guarantee, if you don't like it, send me an email, and uh, I don't know, I, I, we can talk about it, man. Now, see, I think seeing things live is always better. Yeah. And for sports, for anything, like shit that, that I go, man, that looks fucking boring. You know, you go out there and you see it, and you're like, man, hockey is really good. It is dope. Yeah. I, I, I've only been. I know this might sound bad, but I've only been to one hockey game in my lifetime, and. What had happened was that at the college I went to, they had a semi-pro hockey team, and they gave, like, all the college kids tickets. And so me and some of uh, my buddies was like, hey, let's go. Have you been to a hockey game? No. Have you been to a hockey game? So we just decided to go to a hockey game. It is the coolest shit ever. I had no idea about the fighting and things like that because you see it on TV, but it's different between seeing them up close and personal. So it was an awesome experience. So for those of you who never went to go see hockey, please go. It's enjoyable. Well, and then and like I also went to a hockey game uh, what, well match I don't know what you call it but here in Charlotte one time my uh, uncle had some free tickets and he's a big fan and he was telling me when we got there he's like yeah man they got this one guy on the team he's a big black dude and he just goes around he beats up people on the other team and I was you know I thought he was exaggerating but no that dude got in the game and he immediately started whooping up on white dudes and everybody was cheering. And I was like, I can't believe this yes. many people are cheering, cheering a black dude beat up a white dude <laughs> in front of everybody. Like, I was expecting, like, a race ride to break out. Yes, or, or something. Yeah, I thought the white people was going to get pissed, man. But, yeah, anyway, I say all that to say, when you see something live, it, it is a different effect, man, because it's yes. in this environment. And I, I really do think that's the litmus test, man. If you can go to a live show... And you see, you know, uh, you know, brain dead bureaucracy or whoever perform, and you walk out of there like, oh, okay, I just didn't like it. Then you'll never like it, probably, you know, yeah, because right. you, you know, you that's the ultimate experience. But if you walk in there, don't be surprised if you walk out like, I need to hear more of that. How do I get more of that in my life? That's true. Yeah, it's, it's just like, like even when I was involved in a lot of theater, and theater. Uh, is something that uh, thankfully I think it's becoming more an active part of black culture as far as people going out to support theater you know a lot of black people wouldn't go out to support theater just because it was kind of a foreign thing but whenever they would start they didn't stop they would always make it a duty to even see one play a year it's the same thing with this music when you're there and you see these artists because that's what they are musicians you know they're artists when you see these artists outpouring the emotion and the range of emotion that you can experience at a show, you know, how it's infectious. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you kind of can't help but become really into it or interested in it because it's human beings kind of sharing the experience at one time together. And it can be a hundred folks in a room or it can be ten people in a room, but you know, each one is making a connection with the live performance that they see. So, you know, it, it, you, you kind of can't help but dig it if you just give it a chance. Now, is um, Lady Alzora into the punk rock scene, too? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that answers the last we, question. We are equally yoked. We are equally yoked. <laughs> that answers the last question because Michelle was going to ask if... Uh, who you who are you dating and if they were in the punk rock and if so what what color were they because she doesn't see too many black chicks in the punk rock music so uh, well yeah yeah no that's not true and I gotta say that um 
perhaps once upon a time that wasn't the case but like I was saying earlier you know shit is changing and so we're seeing a, a much more diverse crowd still yeah a lot of our shows we're playing uh, for a bunch of white kids uh, but you know like I said it's growing and it's happening um, and I've dated women of every you know creed color and ethnicity uh, but uh, you know I couldn't I wouldn't have married anyone but a black woman Mm, tipping all over the globe, but you came back home. Oh, absolutely, dude. <laughs> and, you know, in fact, you know, I mean, I have some uh, very strong uh, racial opinions that probably people might find somewhat surprising. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, black power. Are you to say? I have a question for you, and this is more about the music genre. Do you find it harder to get? Uh, your type of music on black radio stations or white radio stations or both? Both. Okay. There is, it's non-existent on black radio stations. Um, and on white radio stations, you got to have the uh, right uh, combination of ingredients and circumstances to even have a fucking chance of being of getting airplay. Um, it's hard. It's uh, that's one of the things that broke uh, the band Mistress of the Pope up. It was very difficult in our time to sell more than one black-fronted rock band. When I was out and performing, there was a choice and a time where it came down to Seven Dust, which they're a great hard rock metal band out of New Jersey, Mistress of the Pope, which I was the lead singer of. And Lenny Kravitz, the story unfolds, and now we and we and you know how it ended, because Lenny Kravitz is the only one of us three that you got a chance to hear of. Wow! Now, luckily, several years after that, uh, Living Color experienced a great deal of success. You know, right after their first single that came out before Lenny Kravitz. Uh, but you can see if you examine the marketing of those two bands for example you can see that one had all black guys in it and one had one black guy with a white guy and a black woman as in his band you know what i mean so if you kind of look at the chemistry uh there were a couple of different marketing things you know but that's that's business that has nothing to do with the creation of the art and, and there's a time and place for everything. And I understand that there's business that had to be done. For me, I was too fat, basically, to, to, for them, for the industry to market at that time. Now, it's a bit different. You could probably get away with being a little chunky and being the lead singer of a group, you know. But back in those days, that won't happen. <laughs> and they told me that. <laughs> well, that shit is still true today, man. Yeah. Uh, Jill Scott got Jill Scott got her first magazine cover last week, and it's because she lost all that fucking weight. She's been the mo- one of the most talented vocalists in the game for at least Long ten years. Time. But you know, it's a reason she just got that first Ebony cover. Yeah, yeah. That, my, I didn't know that. My wife was just not in agreement. Um, yeah, dude, that that was a tough. Well, see, back in those days. Um, I, I used to weigh probably, oh, I don't know, 300 pounds or so. And uh, so I'm much thinner than I was in those days when I was really performing as much as I was. Um, so it was a hard sell. And basically they brought me in, sat us down and said, dude, you fucking rock, but uh, we got to go with this guy so we can show a six pack. You know, 
Now, um, we're I'm done with the interview questions. I'm ready yes. to get into some podcasting. Yes. I got random thoughts. I got some ratchet ass news articles. Yes. Um, yes. To to discuss with you, and want to get your take on it. We might that we have to bring you back one day and just talk about your racial controversial opinions because you know <laughs> I, I didn't even know what all of them were. They'll probably leak out. <laughs> oh, you think you think maybe we'll get him back in response or something? Or you think you'll just be leaking them out when we start talking about these articles and stuff? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Dude, man. All right. Cool. <laughs> the first thing, um, uh, we went to my mom's graduation last week. Yes. Uh, she graduated from college. Congratulations yes. to my mom. Yes. Uh, the only thing about graduations, though, man, um, the best thing you can hope for is for it to be short, right? Yes. Like, those motherfuckers are boring. As hell. <laughs> I hate graduations, and I've been to two, my high school and my college. Uh, the thing I liked about high school, well, now they've changed it, but the thing I liked about high school graduations now, they they pump them shits like fast food. They got 20 going to an arena. Y'all got out and a half. Y'all got to be in and out. Like, they, the high right. schools are quick. But with college, they normally add an arena on the campus where they can take as long as they want to. But one thing I can say about your mama's graduation, it was quick. The uh, the dude that did the the um the main speech, he was less than ten minutes. He was like, I told my wife seven. I think I'm gonna hit that time and I'm out. I, I like it like that because don't nobody give a shit about y'all. We just want to see the people get their diplomas. Right. Right. We were going crazy, man. We gave my mama uh you know some clapping and stuff, but. It's also kind of funny too when the people go real crazy for certain people. Yeah. Because it's like, are you clapping because you didn't think they get a degree? Or like, why? Well, a lot of people like oh, might people are clapping in shock. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, they got a degree. Blowing horns, we're balloons in the air. I thought, wow. Yeah, but it was it was real cool, man. And I, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll get to the point where they just start fucking emailing you your degree. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I think, man, but I'll tell you one thing. If you can't get laid at a graduation, you ain't got no game. None. Man, all those chicks are happy. They got the degree. They finna get drunk. They're probably only in town for one more night before they go get their shit and get the hell out. Yes, sir. If, if you're not getting laid graduation night, it's just not in the cars for you, brother. No. There's no easier room. Uh, I think uh, I saw Bomani Jones say maybe a wedding yeah. might be an easier room. Yeah. But 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 if, with a wedding you kinda have to have some game. With yeah. the, with the, with if I was a if I got a degree at that and I was graduating and I was single, I would just go to the club in my cap and gown. What's more sexier <laughs> what is sexier than a nigga with a future? <laughs> yeah, with a 401k. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just thought about that shit, man. But that's, and then somebody was like, yo, man, if you, if you go to the club with a cap and gown, man, you know, all these chicks ain't gonna be feeling you, man. Some of them just gonna want somebody with some money. Well, fuck that chick then. It, all you need is one. It's and gonna be one smart chick in the club. And not only that, nigga, my cap and gown say I'm all about that money. Right. <laughs> I don't understand that. I'm trying to get some. That's I'm, on, right. I'm on a plan here, mama. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is uh, uncomfortable for you, Rod, but I, I, I hate to, you know, just kind of bring it up, but you got me thinking about it. Um, like, what'd your mom do after graduation? Oh, my mom went. No, Ew. 
Oh, okay. My mom, my mom went with my dad to uh, back home. Oh, your mom and dad did it last night. That's cool. No, that's impossible. <laughs> Don't ever talk like that. My parents <laughs> do not have sex. I was, <laughs> I was given to her by a story. No. I've seen documents. Uh, it's been documented. No, I Stop. keep telling him his parents get down. La, 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 la. <laughs> I don't want to hear that, Karen. That's the same story Layla tells. Anyway, the next thing I was going to say, they found a bunch of porn in Osama Bin Laden's hideout. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know. One, I don't know if I believe that. Let's just get that on the record. And you know what? And what kind of porn is that? Was she showing an ankle? Did she show an elbow? I mean, we're not talking about American porn here. Did, 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 Did you see a face? You know, it's not the kind of porn we're talking about here in America. It's like a oh, see-through worker, so you can kind okay. of see through it a yeah. little bit. You can barely see the nipples. Okay, that's that's the type of porn I'm talking about. We, we know American stuff. Don't get outraged, people. I mean, he could look at a fucking episode of uh, Jersey Shore and get a boner for the last <laughs> week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the porn that there, if you believe it, because, I mean, obviously, we found this dude. We're trying to embarrass him. We don't want him to be considered a martyr or a, uh, you know, somebody who was devout uh, as a Muslim. Like, it would actually help the American cause for people to see him as a hypocrite. Now, they're not going to believe that shit over there. I don't know why we're doing it. They don't give a damn. But supposing that is true. Mm -hmm. They say they found pictures like American magazines and shit. Uh Uh-oh. So what I'm saying is, all the shit, all the rankings that America is at the bottom in, USA is still number one in porn, baby. Of course. That's right. That's true. You cannot out-fucking American. I'm sorry. No. We are confident and we like to fuck and that's it. We yeah. might be dumb as hell. But yeah, that's we, it. yeah, we might not be educated that no. well. And uh we might, you know, might be a little on the fat side. But apparently people love it. We still are yes. doing the best fucking on the planet. Yes, we don't care nothing about your sugar diabetes cutting up. Come <laughs> on over here, girl. You know, I get your insulin shot. Well sometimes, you know, like when I'm out and about, that's the one thing that, that that totally makes sense to me. It's like, you know, we'll see uh, a lot of, uh, you know, odd-looking folks. And you ever notice, like, how they have a lot of kids and stuff? Mm -hmm. And I'll say, you know, they may not be so smart, man, but these motherfuckers love to fuck. Yeah. And a lot of people just love to fuck and have babies and all these kids, and they don't care how their fucking spouses look or whatever, dude. Mm -hmm. And so uh, sex is alive and well in our country. It's just, it's such that it's so taboo of a subject. Yeah, but we are good at fucking apparently. I mean, even though we don't like to talk about it, there's a reason that Urban X doesn't mind supporting La Punk Noir. Yeah, we we don't. There you go. And and all these kids out there, because we don't believe in talking about birth birth control pills, shots, or condoms. (laughs) <laughs> yep. well, we well, that's, that's the stupid part kicking in, Karen. That's, oh, that's I'm okay. Part. I'm sorry. Man, yeah. that, but that reminds me, too. I forgot. Uh, when I did watch that thing about the AVN Awards, mm-hmm. they were racist, man. It was like one oh, yeah. black person there. So I'm not shocked that the Urban X people have to have their own awards, man. I have to see if I can find video yes. of that online somewhere because uh, I did want to see the black version because I was like, there's like one black chick here and she looks white. Like that's that yeah. was how, what they were selling. It was kind of embarrassing. Yes, I was kind of. Do you guys look at porn? I think you guys do, right? Yeah, yes. all the time. Okay, now, now I'm, a, I'm a pornosaur, as you might call me, Mark. You. I'm not cool. quite a pornosaur, but I do enjoy my fair share. <laughs> okay, now tell me something. Now me, I, um, I can't look at a white porn and be turned on. Mm, really? I have to look at black porn. Yeah, I have to look at black porn. 
So it was very surprising to me when I learned that the industry is so segregated. You know, I was very surprised that, you know, like, what some, there are a lot of Hispanic and white chicks that won't bang a black guy yeah. because they say, quote unquote, it'll ruin their career. Yeah. Even ah. though, you know, kind of probably the, the white guys that are into that would love seeing them getting nailed by a black guy and probably do in the comforts of their own home. Uh, you know, they probably check out a lot of black guys drilling tight white chicks or something. Yo, I, I think that's true because one time I had a fantasy football draft and they tried to throw on some porn to distract uh, this one dude whose house it was at, you know, so we could get him to make some bad picks. And <laughs> and almost every scene was some black dude fucking a white chick. I was looking at them kind of surprised. Like, oh, no wonder y'all, y'all hang around me. I know. Y'all exactly. get down. Well, you know, doesn't it make total sense given the history of our country? You know how they used to castrate black guys because that's one of the... That's one thing that white America was trained to be very afraid of was the power of the black cock. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they don't want the chicks going after black guys all the time. Even though anybody who saw Mandingo knows how that story went. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of light-skinned babies around is what I'm saying. Exactly. A lot of things color chicks. But, like, well, the thing is, though, um, now, for me personally, I can get turned on by any, like, combination racially, but it's only because I'm only looking at the chick. So, if certain chicks turn me on, like, certain body types, I don't, it doesn't really matter what, what color skin is or tone is. But, I mean, I still would have to watch it with the volume down, because some of the white porn is whack. Like, yeah. Like, especially the talking, where you're like, take my cock, set my cock, bitch. Yes. Like, all that screaming. You sound like, like a oh, robot. Oh. Like, nobody talks like this during sex. Like, well, look at you, it's tapping you, bitch. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, it was like the fake, like, and then like the fake, like the ridiculously fake boobs. Yeah. Like, that didn't really do it for me either. So, like, there's certain things that. You know, any woman just about, uh, well, I've seen in a lot of different women that uh, I would watch, but I can't say that just any porn because there is a certain body type that uh, most men, I believe, um, or at least most men in popular culture, find attractive that does not do anything for me. Like, Angelina Jolie does nothing for me. Absolutely not. Wow. I think she's kind of hot. Yeah, she got slut face and everything, but right. no, she's 90 pounds. No, thank you, ma'am. Like you need. Oh, oh, oh! So you have a you have a penchant for uh, larger women? I wouldn't even say larger, just normal size women. Like you ain't got to be two sixty or no shit, but you know, just like you can have a curve or two. That's all right. Ain't nobody gonna get upset with you, you know. But and and, and let me just say, more power to people who have diverse opinions on women because that's the reason we all can coexist on the earth and we all can go to the club together. I think more people need to be kicking it with dudes that don't like chicks that look like the kind of chicks they like. That way you never have a problem. Like I'm like if Lord Q was like, listen, man, they only can be black and they gotta be real thin. I'm like, let's go, because we'll never we will never be in a situation <laughs> where y'all have to the same shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to buy her a drink. Well, do it, brother. You, it's on you. I, I'll be the wingman for this one. But, um, you just described my wife. There you go. <laughs> Hey, it's different strokes for different yeah, folks, man. Exactly. I, I, like, I, I think it's kind of funny when people try to claim some type of superiority. Like, oh, you like this? Man, nah, dog. It's everybody like different people. That's why God made different people on the earth and shit, you know? Yeah. I was just looking at this documentary, Zoo. You said that, you know, people like different people. but some, And some people like other things, like this uh, movie, Zoo. It's a documentary about the guy in Seattle who died after he let a horse bang him. Oh, yeah, some people are into horses. 
Some people are in horses. <laughs> and horses, apparently horses are into some people, apparently. Oh, uh, <laughs> weird, isn't it, dude? I love that shit. That is totally freaky. You know, what I'm uh, actually kind of exploring, and I was listening to uh, another podcast, and they were saying how today's youth are becoming so desensitized because of the proliferation of internet porn mm-hmm. that like shit that used to turn us on just seeing like some girl's cans or you know seeing her ass that doesn't do much for the teenagers of today and that they need harder and harder core stuff to just get turned on and that the expectations that they have of their girlfriends and girls that they date or whatever are just like so beyond what we would you know yeah what we would find normal and standard and acceptable and typical so that's kind of interesting to me that the whole sexuality thing is like kind of changing in our generation it's kind of weird see i don't even think that's true man i just think that we have more access to shit now so we know what people are looking at but i think people were more freaky back in the day man motherfuckers used to rape slaves what right. is more graphic than that shit? <laughs> like, yeah. let me go out to the outhouse and uh, give me a couple of these slaves with me. You know what I mean? It ain't like they was willingly sleeping with each other all the time and shit. So, like, it's just, you know, now we just have more access to be like, wow, man, that person is going to blow that horse. But I guarantee they was doing that shit before cameras was invented. Yeah, now we, yeah, now we, we just, know. Just couldn't afford it. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, like the, the internet's opening eyes. Yes, there, there, there were hoes and sluts and prostitutes back in the day, but now we can see video of them. Right, you used to could just like go to town and be like, "Yo, where the whole house at?" Yeah. Oh, it's up there on Main Street by the gambling right. casino. Okay, cool. I'll be right back. Like, you can't do. You can go to prison doing that shit now. Yes. Like, that's, it's just now we just know about. I think there's probably less shit, but we know about more shit. So <laughs> we're always constantly surprised. Like. Because, cause, you know, there's way more stigma, well, in America anyway, there's way more stigma about fucking now than, yes. than, than there probably should be. And, and you know what, the funny part about it is that when people talk about, like, sizes of women and things like that, the average woman is a size 12. And yeah. so it's amazing how, like you were talking about how they were saying you were overweight and things like that. It's amazing how they want to still present an image that isn't the average woman or yeah. isn't the average Well, man. I think the definition of beauty will always be something outside of the norm of average. That's you know, true. Whether it's even back when in the Renaissance when it was heavier women. Yeah. You know, but it, that was back when motherfuckers was poor and they wasn't able to get that. So it was like, ooh, a fat bitch. Mm, look at yeah. that. Mm. <laughs> I'll have different. what she's having. Yeah, it was something different, you know. <laughs> like, people just like some different shit, man. I want some of that barbecue chicken too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And actually, isn't it uh-huh. funny that, that, that you being chunky back in those days, you know, meant that you were affluent. Yeah. Now, being chunky means that you're probably poor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. McDonald's and shit is cheap. Um, right. The Secret Service is officially on Twitter. Oh. Yeah, they're on Word. Twitter now. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, who are they following? That's the job. Uh, I, 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 uh, I don't want you following me. Yeah, like, when you get, like, that's the email you don't want to see is, now following you on Twitter, the Secret Service. I better pay attention to who's following me then. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I, I, and I'm scared to actually go on their page and check to see who they're fucking with. Because that, that, that shit trace. Yeah, I'm assuming that's coming back to my house somehow. Yes. So I'm scared to check it, man. That might be no. how they found Osama. Maybe he no. was tweeting. No, thank you. I, 
You don't get it. Didn't he had an email that they found or something like his email address? Well, he was well, he was actually pretty uh, G with it. What he was doing, he didn't own a cell phone. He didn't connect to the internet. What he would do is type an email or type out a uh, you know a word document. And he would save it on a, on a, uh, one of those scan discs, like uh, mini hard drive looking things. Mm-hmm. Give it to a messenger. He would go to like drive like ninety miles, wherever. He would drive a long distance, go to an internet cafe, upload the uh, thing, put it in an email, send it to somebody else. Oh, okay. That's yeah, dude. They were they were pretty. They were pretty. They were pretty g'd up with that shit. But um, the others. But what they would do is he wouldn't have a phone or a uh, internet oh, device. Man. His second in command, no phone, no internet device. That's right. Third in command would have phone and the internet. We kept killing their third person in command for ten years. Yes, because that nigga was alive. We could spot you. That that shit must have been like being the 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 ensign on Star Trek. Yeah, like exactly. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever, oh, whatever yeah. Whatever. Kirk would be like, all right, Spock, McCoy. Uh, we're going down and uh, bring Ensign Johnson. And Ensign Johnson always died. Wow. Like, being third in Al-Qaeda must have been like Ensign Johnson. Like, alright, you're third now. No! Cause, <laughs> it's a lose-lose situation because if you don't take the job, they'll kill you. Then if you take the job, the Americans will kill you. So either way, you die. I, that's why I said, I don't know how the third in command didn't come up and try to get that $26 million reward or whatever. Because as soon as they said, Rod, you third in command, I'm yeah. like, cool, man. I need to actually go by the uh, U.S. Embassy on my <laughs> on my way home. <laughs> I, I might do some suicide bombing. I'll let y'all guys know. And I would rat his ass out. Um, so, um, you know how everybody talks about Erica Badu and she's had sex with Common and they have a kid mm-hmm. and Andre 3000 and Jay Electronica and... Um, once she does this, it always fucks up their career. Like, they stop making music or they change their, how they dress and what kind of music they make. Mm-hmm. Do you think her vagina, um, like, comes, like, does that have some magical secret, like, power? Is it, is it like the, the portal to Narnia or something? Like, I, 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 I personally think her pussy seems to have music in the background when they come into the room. <laughs> and, it just, and it just zaps. Any ambition that he has, it is amazing. Now it's like, and then like they change their style of dress. It's like it comes with a gift certificate to Goodwill or the thrift <laughs> store or some shit. Because then these niggas start walking around in like fifties get-ups and stuff. Like I really do wonder about the power of this woman's vagina, man. It's very powerful. She has a beautiful voice, though. We need to harness that shit as some type of mass, like weapon of mass destruction, and just like bomb that shit on countries that we're not cool with, and just turn all their men into like hippies. <laughs> I think that shit could work, man. Um, well, I think the military does have a bomb that they can drop and turn everyone gay, which is kind of weird. <laughs> now, and now, see if they did that, I think that planet, that that whatever country we bomb, it would be fucked up that we did that to them. But they would be the most fabulous country <laughs> in the world. Like, what can you imagine the, the decorations? Oh, oh my man. gosh, it would be wonderful. It would be sad. Say again, Lord Q. The landscaping would be fabulous. Yes, yes. Imagine a bunch of like I mean, women would be very upset, obviously. Oh yeah. But I mean, just imagine a bunch of uh, dudes chilling somewhere, you know, making. Oh wait, would it turn the women gay too? I don't. Know. I guess. 
But I, I, yeah, I guess it would. I don't think it would be able to. No, I think that actually it would only focus on men if my okay. research was correct. Okay, all right. I was gonna say it was just the men feminine. Okay, so they wouldn't want to fight. That's what the the, the you know the. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. You can look it up on the internet. I'm like, well, you know, the internet has vast resources that say a lot of shit. But yeah, right. I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to, uh, to, uh, hope for this to happen to somebody, cause that would be the last generation of those people. <laughs> like, yes, it would. <laughs> when they die off, that is it. That is so fucked up. There'll be no more generations. I would, so is that what happened to San Francisco? You think they were like trying <laughs> out there and Who shit knows? just got out of control? <laughs> uh, I think it was an earthquake. Oh, it's okay. So <laughs> the earthquake unleashed the, the gay chemicals into the exactly. general population, and next thing you know, you got the Castro district. So, <laughs> um, I was listening to this group, man. Speaking of music, this new group called Odd Future. I've been hearing a lot about them. They're a hip hop group. I heard some people talking about them too. Yeah, it's kind of like um, people are trying to label them as like horrorcore rap. Which is rap where you talk, you know, about like very shocking graphic images and a lot of uh, uh, just offensive stuff. But I've listened to them. I don't find them to be horrorcore. Like, they're not talking about just like, I'll kill you and cut your eyeballs open. And it's not that kind of shit. They're just some like private school black kids who, you know, want to be artistic and creative. And, you know, of course they're a little vulgar, a little shocking, but it, it's not just all like killing people and doing a bunch of like scandalous stuff but um I, I after I listened to him man like I wanted to find him and give them like a hug or something like them niggas are fucked up <laughs> <laughs> they need love like it's some like this is like the shit the kids from Columbine wrote before they got ready to shoot people like it's just oh. like they're disturbed man they need some friends in their life or something like to hang out what with what are they called again? Odd Future Odd Future I'll check them out yeah, man, like it's like I need to start some peer mentoring or something, and see if I can find them dudes and just show them that the world ain't all that bad. But you know, but that I mean, but they were really creative, um, and it, it sounds like a lot of people are trying to sign them to major deals and stuff. So that's cool, uh, you know, on the alternative hip hop front, man. Um, and I told people I was listening to them on Twitter, and then like I hate when this happens where I'm like, oh man, I'm listening to this group. It's pretty cool, um, you know, and. And, but and, and I even said like it's cool. It's not really my thing. I'm not really gonna get too far into these dudes because it's just not my thing. But I do One enjoy the differences. Yes. And stuff. I immediately got hit up with homework assignments. Man, you gotta listen to this one. Well, make sure you listen to. This. <laughs> Have you heard their third album? I'm like, dude. I listen. I'm telling you, it's not for me. I don't need a whole collection of this. But this was a nice afternoon getaway today. Yeah. You know, if it grows on me, I'll let you know. But yeah, something different. I'm not into cataloging music. Like I don't listen to music just to say I did it. Yeah. I listen to music that I like, and then I try to keep listening to that music over and over and yeah. branch out that way. Kind yeah. of. I'm kind of a slow branch or outer me too and and cataloging music is good and bad because you catalog it saying you listen to it but you listen to it but did you observe it uh, up, 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 absorb it into your into your skin um that's how music grows on you and a lot of people don't i heard it i heard it i heard it that sucks that sucks that sucks and you're like okay i can't take your opinion seriously because you don't really listen to music you catalog yeah, right. it Right. Now, now, this one of my flaws, and I guess it could be a bit elitist, but this is just the way I feel. 
to me, you can't, if you don't like the Beatles, man, I don't see how you don't, how you consider yourself a music lover. (laughs) You know, it's like, if you don't like, you know, Black Sabbath, man, you know, I really question, you know, your opinions on what good music is. If you don't dig Sammy Davis Jr., who's my favorite musician and performer of all time, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know if I really want to take your musical opinions to heart. You know, so it's like, I, some people are really uh, not very experimental as far as their listening goes. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and like, that's that's kind of cool. And that's the thing. I was telling them like I'm I. I full readily admit I'm not that experimental with my music. Like I'm full upfront with it, but I also don't really feel like care about passing judgment on other people. Like I'm just like, look, I ain't an expert. Like if somebody asked me why didn't you like this, I can tell you why I didn't like something. I can tell you why I did like something. But I'm not the kind of person to be like, and my opinion is the be all end all because I've heard everything. I, I'm very like, this is the shit I like, and that's it. You know. Um, but it gets kind of funny because it's like if you tell somebody you don't like something, they get they, they get mad, man. They get team, yeah. whatever it is, and you like nigga, you ain't getting to die. Why is we fussing on Twitter? <laughs> you not getting paid. Right. You ain't singing. Ain't nobody. Well, you know why? I think it's, I think it's because like you know people. I can understand that to a degree because music is a very personal thing. Exactly. You know your musical taste. It's a very. Uh, spiritual thing to a lot of you know because you listen to music that it kind of expresses what you want to say and you know or or you revere uh musicians and and bands and stuff that kind of seem to put your life down on on wax as they used to say you know Uh so i can understand you know it's a it's a pretty uh big thing when you tell someone oh man you're really into that band and and uh i think they suck yeah, I can. I've seen fights break out over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's my, well, that's my thing is that I'm telling them you're not really defending the band as much as you're defending your own self. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I'm not attacking you. I'm saying I don't dig it. It ain't for me. And then I like we can't. I'm not gonna fight you about it. Like I, hey, look, man, I'm I'm sorry that at that point in your life that's what you were listening to or whatever, and you can't understand me not liking it but i can't you know i can't yeah i can't change that i mean what do you want me would you rather i lie you know yeah, <laughs> like true. oh actually now i do like them i'm sorry i didn't realize this was yeah, yeah, i was wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> and maybe this is just me but like you and i agree with you music is 100 percent personal music is when it comes to music most people uh gravitate to music that's more of them or who they are or remind them of something or uh, presents a song in something that they can connect to. I completely understand that, but for some reason, people can't agree to disagree. It's okay if I don't like it. You right. don't have to. Take what I what I like to do is if I say like uh like Lord Q says, hey, I love Sammy Davis Jr. Right? Mm-hmm. And I go, oh man, Sammy Davis Jr. sucks. And he goes, man, fuck you, dog. I love Sammy Davis, man. You don't know shit about music. What I'm gonna start doing is going. I was raped to Sammy Davis Jr. music. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Come now, yeah. Now, now, do you blame me? And then they'll be like, you know what? Maybe maybe Sammy Davis isn't for you. It reminds you of the rape. I think I'm going to have to start saying that. It's the only thing I think that I can get somebody to agree with. Like, <laughs> leave you alone. okay, okay, fine. Fuck it. But you should give him another chance. I'm just saying. <laughs> Bring him back in your life. Um, and my last random thought, man, um, I think niceness, being a nice person, mm-hmm. 
can kind of be a debilitating disease for a lot of people because people take advantage of that shit man i was at like we go to the grocery store and this is a very small uh you know advantage or whatever a small trans trans i don't know what you call it it's mm-hmm. transgression i feel you right we're at the store trying to check out right Karen's a really nice person. Me, I'm a big, intimidating black dude. And, you know, I, if I choose when to turn my shit on, and I, I don't, I'm not a mean person, but, you know, I don't always let people know I'm nice. Yeah. You know, so, like, we go to check out, and I'm pretty much keeping it quiet. Like, here, check out my car, you know, get my MVP card or whatever. Make sure you uh, give me my discount, you know, shit like that. And, uh, people always start up conversations with Karen. Mm hmm. And then they talk, always. and they're not doing their fucking job. No, they're not rigging stuff up. Sometimes they'll stop moving. This chick was holding my receipt for five minutes trying to tell Karen about some bullshit. And I was like, man, being, being nice is fucking us up. My, we could have been back watching the game by now. Yeah. It's debilitating. Yeah. It, well, it, is it, tell me, ask me something. Do you think it's because men and women are differently because my wife and I will go through that sometimes and I think it's just that maybe as men we we are more um a matter of fact uh A, B, C, D all the extraneous shit is unnecessary you know is that what that's about or, or what is it or is it just be nice you know what I mean and, and not only that and, and, and I really think it's a culture thing too I think that um and not to be biased or anything but a lot of people look at women as the weaker partner in the relationship so that's why a lot of times when like me and Roger go out and somebody trying to sell us shit they always come to me first like, like they're drawn to me, and I immediately look at them and point to my husband, you know. And mm-hmm. when I do that, a lot of times that diffuses the situation because they know he gonna tell them, "Hell no, get out of his face." Right, right. Whereas a woman is more likely to give you an opportunity. Yes, to or listen to you and, and waste yeah. a lot of time a lot of times, even if she's gonna say no for the fact right. that she opened up the door. It's enough for them to feel like, well, I can eventually persuade her. I don't know, man. If, if women are so nice, then y'all go try to holler at all of them at the club and see what happens. <laughs> they can get real mean when they want to be mean. It's, yeah, not, it, it, it's, it's just a, they don't want to be the bad guy sometimes, so they let the dude be the bad guy. And that's true. And now. at the grocery store, that's what happens. Like, Karen will talk to the person about some bullshit, and I'm just sitting up there like, man... I am ready to go. And right. this person is sitting up there going over what wine selections they're into when they get off of their job. And I'm like, man, I don't care about you <laughs> outside of the confines of this transaction. Can we finish right, exactly. the fucking transaction? Yeah. It's right. bullshit. I dig it. Also, I'm a nice you- guy, too. So I'm, I'm a nice guy. I think, I, uh, like you, Rob, you were saying, I, I sometimes am too nice. I know. But I can't help it. That's the way I was raised. Oh, well, I mean, I'm, and the thing is, I turn it off and on because it's not always conducive to the situation. That's true. Right. Um, like the, true. the other thing too, man. Like, how come when you say, "Can you, uh, I'll, you know, can you go pick out um the laundry detergent?" I'm gonna go over here and get the uh, hot sauce, and I'm gonna meet you, you know, in in aisle nine by the cereal. Mm-hmm. How come it always takes Karen way longer <laughs> to get the one laundry detergent? Then it takes me to get like five things on the list. What is going uh, on? My though? wife that also too. She's staring at me. Why are you rolling your eyes up? She, my wife says it's a woman thing. 
Yeah, I because mean, and and maybe it's just me. A lot of times I'm considering saving money. Right, I just pick some shit and keep it pushing. Not I'm true. Like, not true. No, I mean, but but you say I take too long. Well, then why do I, I can immediately I can immediately look at the cereal. Matter of fact, when I look at cereal now, I only look to see which ones are on sale. I'm not even looking at the other cereals. I think yeah. I think okay, I, I think women everything. women are doing everything. calculations like Captain Crunch. Yeah, I love Captain Crunch. But this other one is on sale. Do I love right. Captain Crunch as much as the other? I go two for five dollars. Cool. I'll give exactly. A fuck what there it you is. go. Decision made. Right. <laughs> hey, answer me this, guys. Okay. So my wife and I deal with this issue sometimes. Um, like uh, for some things, I'm trying to uh, exhibit to my wife. Some things don't need an internal dialogue. Like some things, like you were just saying about the cereal. It, uh, does Karen pull on you that it could be either or? You know, like always there being options when there, if you didn't make it an option, it'd just be easier and quicker to, to kind of make it happen. Yeah, you, you know? Uh, like she'll ask me questions about stuff, you know, sometimes like it's podcast related or something like that, and they'll be like, do you think I should tweet this or something like that? And then it's like, that's so trivial. Right. You, you could have actually done that before asking me because why would I possibly say no, don't promote the podcast? Like when when has there ever been a situation where I was like, I just got home and I saw on the Facebook page you were telling people we were having Lord Q on tonight. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be against that shit. That's like, just do it. You don't even hear you. <laughs> save the phone call. We can, we, can, we, can, we can save the conversation. I love the confirmation. I, well, I think what this conversation helps me do is just better put it in perspective that, you know, the, it's we all know men and women are just really different. Yeah. You know, and there's a reason for it. That's why fucking humans are on top of the food chain. I'm so telling you. Yes. yes, because, like, like, even something as simple as uh, maybe, like, cereal, like he said, I'll sit there and think about it. I'll be like, well, I like this one over this one. But this is on sale. Should I pick this one? Sometimes I'll back away and look at the whole cereal aisle. But that's just me. I'm telling you, Laura Q. Oh, no, no, that's Lady A2, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Laura Q. It ain't Q, just you. If it wasn't for these vaginas, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I tell you. I know. I, you know, I tell my wife often uh, that, you know, dude, man, my wife's fucking hot, okay? My wife's hot. <laughs> Anybody who's seen our Facebook page, she's hot. Sometimes, man, I'd be like, man, there's a price to pay for a beautiful woman. Hey, man, there's a reason that vagina is so good. Like, you, you, can, you, can you imagine if it was just all right? Hey, did you guys hear the last um, Player Hater podcast this morning? Not the one this, this morning, morning, not yet. Oh, oh, it was so good, dude. Check it out. I'm sure you will. He was talking about uh, the power of, of the pussy. You know, just like about like what guys are willing to do. And when you think about it, I always tell my wife how powerful women are in the course of human history, like the wars that have been started over vagina. Man, a woman in a vagina, it's a wonderful thing. You know, it's a wonderful question. But my, my question is this. I was listening to a show, and he was talking to this woman, or maybe it was the last podcast. Uh, he was talking to this woman, and this woman was saying how she doesn't like to for a guy to go down on her. Yeah, I heard that one. I didn't know that there were guys that still, and, and, and Player Hater was saying that he's like that. He doesn't like to go down on a chick. I, that, that's so amazing to me. 
Yeah, to each his own, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you, I just I think you missed I don't know why you wouldn't. You know. Yeah. You're missing out on something really great and groovy. So I don't, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. Huh? And, and, and see, my thing is this. Okay, you won't eat her pussy, but you want your dick sucked. Come on now. We, we got to be But, to but the chick on the show was saying that's how she is. Uh, she, she would much rather give oral sex. She does not want oral sex before an art. Her boyfriend broke up. Yeah. So that's to each his own now. That's true. That, first of all, now, first and foremost, always with all these issues to each his own because there's somebody out there for everybody that's like true. when like i always laugh when we go, oh man well if you're this you can't find this type of person if you're that dude well, you can, well you i've seen it yeah i've seen it all everything that you say can't happen i have fucking seen yeah so people are fucking out here i don't know newsflash right. i don't know if people know about this people are fucking <laughs> i just want to make a personal suggestion to to, to guys out there black or white it, it, you really consider that you're missing out on a great thing if you don't go down on your wall. Yeah, yeah, to each his own, man. Some people don't like Oreos. I personally love Oreos. You know what I'm saying? I would, and me too. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta go down there and see what's going on. Anyway. <laughs> I just wanted to encourage that. And yeah. I have a question, another question for you guys when you have a chance. No, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead. Man. Well, We're doing article oh, okay. anyway, so go ahead. Okay. This is something that's just really pissing me off, and I wanted to see how Karen felt about it. Is is am I among the few people that are really pissed off that in that new movie uh, Bridesmaid that uh, uh, Mini Griffith's daughter doesn't have one black bridesmaid? That pisses me. <laughs> yeah, Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph stays playing chicks, even though they she's black. She yeah, stays they playing chicks that aren't black. black. Yeah, they don't acknowledge her blackness, and and that fucking disgusts me. Yeah, and I don't know Maya or who. Yeah, it's weird, man, because, like, the thing is, it's, to an extent, it's cool that she is trying to be post-racial. Like, I don't want to just disacknowledge what her attempt is to be like, I'm taking roles regardless of race. But yet, when are you going to ever, are you ever going to have a role with some black people in it? I'm just saying, ever? Like, no one's ever casted you and said, let's cast your sister as a black woman, ever? You, you know, and I mean, and I would think, and I uh, kind of said this on my Facebook page yesterday, you know that once, uh, and I know that she's not the lead of the movie, I know it's not her movie, right. um, but I would think that, and, and this is like, I've been trying to formulate this question for a few days in my head, but like, I as a black person feel a certain amount of responsibility to kind of like help other black people, and I, and maybe that's racist. You know, I don't say that I help black people to the exclusion of others, but like I would feel that, you know, I wouldn't want to be a part of something that wasn't accepting who I am holistically. You know what I mean? And she kind of is accepting, okay, it's okay that you don't hire or don't acknowledge my blackness in this movie and post-racial. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's just like I said, I I get the sentiment if that's what she's doing because I can you know it's a different world everybody got different views I can understand somebody saying look I'm not trying to be typecast into the black actress because in Hollywood right now black people pretty much have their Tyler Perry section 
And that's about it. Yes. So it's like you either get caught Not up or you end up being the black person in the white movie, which is also kind of ostracizing. And that happens a lot with, you know, uh, what movie was that we just saw? Um, Hall Pass. Yes. Where they have one black friend. And, of course, he's the hip-hop slanging, you know, that dude. You yeah. know, he's, he's yeah. that. He's, so I can kind of understand as an actor... If if you make that choice, I'm not you know I ain't really gonna say if it's good or bad, but I can kind of understand why she would make that choice. But I just can't believe she's been in so much shit and not once, not once. That's where I'm like, wow, like no director, no casting agent has ever said let's make her family black, let's make her father black. How else do we explain this black woman coming from two white parents, or all white friends, marrying a white man, white bridesmaids, white people at the party? At some point, you gotta go. Wait, she don't know no brothers. Goddamn! Right, <laughs> and see now, see this is where we differ. Um, I understand based kind of like on this conversation. I see where you guys uh, were Rod, right, I should say specifically. You're you're not the kind to make it or to make your judgments um, public. I guess. Oh uh, no, I like, am. I am. Okay. I, I don't think that. But see, I, I have yeah. no problem in saying that shit's fucked up, dude, and I do not. <laughs> at all and I don't like the people that support it I don't like that this woman and, and I think that, that as black people especially as intelligent black people we really have to start speaking out and pointing a finger at these motherfuckers and letting them know hey listen dude um, you black <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, you, you need to represent because why because you're representing will create opportunities for more black people in the future yeah, yeah, well, we do differ right there um, as yeah. far as, I mean, now, me giving my opinion, come on, dog, I fucking hate Tyler Perry, Steve Harvey is a coon, uh, I could go down a list of motherfuckers that I do not support, I don't care about Little B's Hustle or Soldier Boy or Waka Flocka, and I don't yeah. care, oh, they're making money, why you gonna hate on a black man making money, because they're selling crackers making money, fuck that shit. Right, but, yeah, um, community. But with Raya Rodolph, I kind of put her into a different area because I don't feel it's as malicious as other people. But, you know, we all draw the line different places. You draw the line uh, more further than me. You know what I mean? Right? And, like, she's on kind of the fence for me where I would be like, she seems like the kind of person that is opting out of the racial, even any, because she didn't even have, like, racial opinions and shit. Like, she is completely opting out of the shit like look i'm just trying to make my money and yeah. i'm not going to do anything detrimental to the black community but i'm also not helping it out and for me people like that i'm like well as long as they shut the fuck up and don't do any type of cooning type bullshit or try to take advantage of the black stuff i don't care the what will happen most of the time is that those people will end up in a fucked up situation down the road and then they right. pull out the black card and then that's when i unleash the fuck yous you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't been black all along. Now we black. Come yeah, on. like OJ and shit. Like, oh, no, it's me, nigga, OJ. Like, nah, I'm nah. I remember you. Yeah. I think more people should be beheaded in our society. I'll just, that's the end of what I feel. <laughs> well, you are into axe wielding, so. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. archery. Yeah, and archery, so, I mean. Because, because to me, to me, it's, it's harmful and, you know, um, I just don't, we've had enough harm in our community, so I'm very uh, observant and uh, hypersensitive, perhaps, to images uh, portrayed of black people, uh, because we just don't need any more shit, you know, and, um, and, and I'm just not, the, and my wife always gets on me about this, but I'm just not 
I, I suffer fools very, very not well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't dig it. Um, you know, so I just think that we need to really focus on people that help to empower our community. And I understand, hey, I'm no fucking guru. I don't know where all empowerment comes from in the universe. Right. But some shit is just bad, and those motherfuckers need to be extinguished. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, for the record, I'm anti-beheading motherfuckers, but we believe in tasing, though. Yeah, I do believe in tasing a motherfucker, though. Maybe even balls. Maybe even tasing the death, like the death penalty with the electric chair. I'm pro that. <laughs> um, Alright, so this, speaking of criminals, this robber got caught uh, after leaving his truck keys in his house. Oh! Yeah. Go- <laughs> Gunman stormed into a Kissimmee home. It's got to be Florida. And uh, bought, and put two families' lives in danger. But deputies said a set of car keys led to their arrest. The suspects were arrested a short time after the home invasion. Uh, deputies say they ransacked the home, and they give the address, armed with guns, and aimed them right at the victims. However, they made a crucial mistake that led to their capture. One of the women who lives in the house was sitting on the patio Wednesday night when a group of men armed with guns forced her back inside. Uh, Rachel, who did not want to give her last name, uh, she said she was staying with family with family friends when three men dressed in black barged into the house of Sample Street. They held a gun to her friend's head as Rachel was dragged into the living room by her hair. Five people, including a 14-year-old boy, lay hostage on the ground as the men allegedly threatened to kill them. Uh, he was standing on the back of my head. I couldn't move. I was terrified. Uh, she said the suspects grabbed what they could, inclu- including laptops, jewelry, and cash, before pistol whipping one of the victims. Oh. I couldn't see anything because I refused to look at their faces. Oh, my. She's smart. Um, after the suspects got what they wanted, they ran out to their getaway truck nearby. But deputy said that's when they realized they left their keys to the truck inside the house. So they tried to break back in. But Rachel's and the other had, had locked the doors and called 911. I don't blame them. That's you get fucking idiots. By then, the, the witnesses started gathering outside and had plenty of time to get a good description of the men as they ran away from the scene. Wow. Yeah, so they left their fucking keys inside the house they were robbing and got locked out. And then they, then they tried to leave. Right back in the house. Damn, dog. They was gangster too. Pissed the women people and shit. Come on. Uh, here's a speaking of criminals, man. We got a lot of crime going on right now. Uh, this dude, like, uh, this dude. His name is Eric Torpy. Um, in 2005, Torpy asked an Oklahoma County judge to tack on three more years to his 30-year prison sentence for armed robbery and two counts of shooting with intent to kill. Oh. Now, why would somebody ask for three more years? more time. What's that about? He said if he was going down, he was going to go down in Larry Bird's jersey. What? Huh? Larry Bird's jersey number is 33. So he (laughs) said, I want 33 years in prison for 30. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I don't think I'm a fan of, like if that happened to me I think I would become a fan of people with the number one three right. <laughs> Five, zero. actually I'm really really big into uh, LeBron James what is he number six now let's go down to six oh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm really big into the double zero yeah I like Kobe when he was number eight yeah. I would like to reduce wow. my sentence by 22 years Um, his lawyer said he was happy as could be um, and so he's gonna be in prison for 33 years now. Wow. All because of Larry Bird. Yes. There you go. 
Um, here's a dumbass woman. Um, maybe she should be beheaded. Um, this woman was charged with leaving a baby in the car as she headed into a bar topless. Oh! Yeah, she should be beheaded. <laughs> yeah. oh, Lord Kilo, I think you draw the line very, very, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hardcore, bro. I'm pretty hardcore. Man, we do not wow. need to get you behind the bench, man. We cannot... <laughs> wow. We can't let you legislate stuff, man. Wow. Uh, so this this lady was charged. They're charging this gardener woman with endangering a child for allegedly leaving a baby girl in her vehicle while she went into a bar topless. Um, the incident happened on Monday evening when the temperature was near ninety degrees. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, man. Then put her under the jail. Wow. Things uh, against children, offenses against children, beheading. Obviously. You know, hey, even, you know, hey, steal something from the local convenience store. Be adding. I think all... I wouldn't mind just chopping off one of their hands because they could still be a productive uh, workforce in the, for the society. Okay, okay, I so see. That's for stealing. I see what you mean. Off with their heads. Um, What about the dude that wanted 33 years instead of 30? The head? Uh, no, I would just, uh, he would work uh, for the rest of his life for the state. Okay, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just stupidity. You know, you can't, you know, even though some stupid actions, in my opinion, do deserve beheading. So, all right. you know, it depends on how how uh, detrimental they are to the to the will of the people. We're going to find where your, where your bar is here. Um, all right. So, so this lady pleaded not guilty to a misdemeanor charge of endangering endangerment related to her nine-month-old daughter wow she also has an unrelated pending charge for heroin possession coincidence i think (laughs) Uh, a man who answered the phone number she provided to the court said they do not want to discuss the case uh the managers at the austin bar and grill said today that the baby was found in the woman's vehicle after people at the bar turned her away when she tried to enter topless Oh, so they seen the baby. They must have gave them titties four thumbs down. Wow. Yeah, that must have been some terrible titties. I, uh, who who would not let them titties? Uh, titties are like a universal currency. Wow. Everybody loves titties. Even every uh, babies, men, women, everybody loves titties. That is ridiculous, man. Um, but I guess heroin addict titties might not be. You know. Yeah, they may not be so nice anymore. Them titties have been through some things. No uh, but yeah, man, that that was just dumb, man. Uh, let's see. Speaking of drinking, oh, and of course, this involves the the official most ratchet weapon of the podcast. Drunk son threatens his dad with a samurai sword. Wow, oh, is that damn sword again? Mm-hmm. Every fucking podcast, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like people do shit. Like, do they know the podcast is coming? Cause this I one, think so now. <laughs> <laughs> this shit happened like Sunday, May fifteenth. Like, this happened like today. Wow. Like, what the fuck? It's like, oh shit, the podcast is almost up. Um, <laughs> a seventy-eight-year-old farmer had a shock of his life when his son suddenly threatened him with a samurai sword, asking for money. Wow. Yeah. Um, the May 10th incident took place around 4 p.m. And they give wherever fucking place this is, some other country, after the son had just come home from a drinking session. Oh. Swords and alcohol do not mix. No. The suspect held the sword to his father's head and said, oh, why? They put it in the, their native language, but it translates to, I want to kill you. When the father refused to give him any money. The suspect is in his 30s. 
30 year old putting a sword to his father's his 78 father year old father's neck because his dad wouldn't give him some money at 30 wow. and you get a fucking job bum what the fuck are you doing living at home wow you can't pay for your own shit you're 30 wow but you know in other countries that's not different like in other countries they look at us strange when you're 30 and you're on your own and you're 20 and you're on your own oh okay so what country is it cool to put a sword to your dad's neck oh no that's not cool oh okay i was just wondering but but i'm just yeah. saying in other countries it's a little different so what are we are we beheading this dude too uh public beating oh okay okay, public okay. Beating. Yeah. Mm. i see maybe yeah. 50 lashes that seems appropriate now with now with your uh with your stance on you know interracial dating and you know going to marriage I don't black agree with interracial dating right so i'm interested to hear what you think of this story apparently this black couple had a white baby oh i've heard about this i think maybe mm. was she seemed like with the wrong sperm or something they did a a uh, bank one of those things uh no man according to this um i mean the dude says it's his baby he doesn't think she's cheating um apparently uh he was he was sitting to her on bedside you know when she had the baby he said i was clutching arlette's hand as they lifted daniel from her she was he was covered in blood but when i saw his skin was white and his hair was blonde my jaw dropped uh <laughs> And it's a million and one quirk of nature, Francis and Arlette, who have no white relations, had given birth to a white baby. So, black man, black woman, white baby. Interesting. They already have a black baby, a black son. Uh, let's say the genetic mix-up has baffled experts who say Daniel is not an albino with no skin pigment. Not okay, to mention... Yes, not to mention the parents... Who already have a two-year-old black son named Seth? My fault. My first thought from Francis is, "Wow, is he really mine?" Now, see, what's odd about this is, if you, if like, if you thought she was cheating, right? Say you thought she was cheating. So you would expect the baby to look mixed, right? This baby is white. Like this baby is gonna grow up with a completely different experience in the household than his older brother. Well, I mean, there there are black people that are fair, fair skinned with blonde hair and blue eyes. I mean, I mean, does he have black features? You know, I guess that would be the telltale sign. Well, they you knew, know what I mean? They knew something was up because when he came out, his credit rating was 800. <laughs> <laughs> and he went to the bank and got a low interest home loan and they, they say he's going to be refinancing when he turns four. So I was like, this, he's got to be white. Oh yeah, and, and I heard the story. He uh, when he came out the womb, he had a pro Bush button on. So yeah, he was like, he might pretty well. He came out. He was like, I'm voting Republican. Uh, I'm down with the Tea Party. It, it was it was weird, I'm you know. That's that's how they really knew he was white. Like first they thought he was albino. <laughs> they did some tests. And he was completely white. Yes, sir. Uh, he said I was too spu- too stunned to speak. I can see the doctors looking at each other thinking the baby couldn't be fine. <laughs> How awkward was that shit? I know they probably had to do a test and everything. Oh my god, dude. I would have immediately went on Maury. Oh yes. I'm surprised Maury and the cameras didn't show up on the scene. They like shit like that. We would have got to the bottom of this shit. Of um, course. Then I wonder if when he, I wonder if when he and his brother grow up, if they'll like play some of those games where, like you know, the younger brother, the white one, will ask the black guy, "Hey, dude, act like you're my chauffeur." 
<laughs> well, obviously they're gonna play cops and robbers, but we know. Yeah. We know who will be what. How come you're always? The, how come you're always the cowboy? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely use that little motherfucker to my advantage, though. It, it absolutely. I'm like, look, we going into this store. I'm gonna just walk around the, the convenience store, and while they follow me, you steal all the shit yeah. out. You serve as the version. Coolest birth, cool, coolest brother ever. But um, all right. So this other dude, he was um, oh wait, he was very upset about this girl. She went to the store and got some milk, right? Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if this ever happens with you, Lord Q and Lady A, but sometimes you know, like you'll go get some milk, your wife will go get some milk, and y'all both have milk, so now you got two milks in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this man stabbed his girlfriend because she brought milk after he had already bought some from the store. Damn. Mm-hmm. Is that serious? He's 68, and this woman is also 68. Uh, she's in good condition today at the Halifax uh, Health Medical Center in Daytona Beach. Uh, and she was treated Wednesday for possible... Oh, and the, the dude was treated for a possible overdose of Tylenol and had surgery today on some tendons because he cut himself on the lower arms and wrists. So maybe he tried to kill himself. Wow. I mean, geez, I know the elderly are concerned about their Social Security uh, and that they're on fixed incomes, but that's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I can just imagine this guy yelling, Bitch, I told you we only had $4 to spend on milk this month. I'm bitch, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, they say never stab over spilled milk, you know? So, yeah, like, yeah. I would just let her go, man. Wow. Oh, but yeah, so yeah, he, he tried to kill her, to kill himself after that. Um, some other dude sent me on, uh, I think Corey on Facebook sent me a link to an article about a 43-year-old man who died after being shot with a taser uh, during a dispute over a blown stop sign. Oh, um, what? I mean that. Yeah. Now, the thing I would say for this is, because I'm pro-taser. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't a gun. That's true. Like, yeah, you died, and that's fucked up, man. But, you know, one, calm your ass down. I don't know who these people think that they could just approach the police and all crazy and shit. Yeah. And he was a white dude, by the way, in case y'all wondering if it was racist. Nah, <laughs> it was a white dude. He he just ran up on them trying to act crazy and he got his ass some hot votes. That's right. There you go. I ain't promising that the, that the taser won't kill you. I'm just saying it's better than getting a bullet in your ass. Yes, it is. Um, This crazy woman let, uh, she had, <laughs> I'll just read the article. Outrage passengers phone police who arrested Armstrong, 21, at the scene after she let she got caught having sex with five schoolboys in full view of passing trains. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so they was like literally running a train on her as the train was running by. Wow. Mm-hmm. Maybe she had a big sense of irony. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, three of the boys who were said to be around 15 or 16 were questioned, but the two others fled. So they didn't even catch her. Wait, why did the three boys stay? That's stupid. Yeah, those oh, were, you're waiting your turn? Yeah, those were to be the three dudes that came already. Right. Like, maybe oh, they, was, they was they taking a nap. Focus. They were taking a nap. They was, you know, <laughs> getting ready to take some people and tell them I finally got some, and then <laughs> they showed up. Um, Armstrong, who's a dope smoker, had approached them in the street asking... Do you want to have sex with me? Now that's see, see that's not even fair to ask a fifteen to sixteen year old boy. No, that's not. The answer is yes. Yes. Answer is <laughs> always yes, ma'am. And it's yes until he's like thirty five, probably. 
<laughs> Adults do not start thinking right until they get older and they be like, wow, the free sex, something's up with this. Yes. That's wrong. <laughs> I haven't done anything to earn this, man. What is wrong with your vagina? Say that again. Are you Eric Badu? Am I going to have to go to Goodwill? <laughs> but, yeah, man, I just thought that was funny, man. But apparently wow. she got some mental issues, so obviously. That sounds like You it. know, do you really need to read the rest of that article? I didn't think so. Um, Grandma beats a burglar with a K. Wow, I tell people leave right. people alone, man. They they be um young people mess with old people. Old people know they're gonna die soon and they will take your ass with them. They have nothing to lose. <laughs> leave old people the hell alone. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask. Oh, Lord Q. The, yeah. the the dude who stabbed his, his 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 wife over his girlfriend over some milk. Beheading or what? What's the penalty? Beheading you can't kill another without just cause. Okay, uh, and that's not just cause. I'm not gonna ask about the the white baby man because I don't think that's a crime. That's I don't think that's. No, nah, yeah, you can't blame. I love all little babies, man. I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> I love all little babies. <laughs> all right. And I would even raise a white baby if if I were charged with it. Like one of my best friends is a, a white Jewish cat, and if I had to raise his kid, I would do it with love and tender and care. But as far as like uh uh. Black guys marrying outside of their race, I'm, you know, I, you can do whatever you want. One of my best friends is married to a white Danish woman. I love her and support them in their marriage. Do I necessarily agree with it? Not necessarily, but that's not my choice to make. You know, I just know it wasn't a good choice for me. Well, hey, what I want to know, though, is um, would you raise the kid like the kids are, I'm going to get you sucker? Well, they had, the, they had the two white kids. Yeah, they were raised Muslims. It's like, Abraham Lincoln was an oppressionist white devil. Like, yeah, <laughs> they, they, they would be very aware. <laughs> they would be very aware. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about the dude who got tased? Well, I guess he did die, so. Yeah. All right. Nothing, nothing for him. But I was curious when my wife was sharing that story with me. I was asking her, will the police be charged with like you know i don't know uh too much violence or you know you know i wonder yeah. i'm waiting for that part of the story to drop yeah i wonder if they have it on video because i mean if you get yeah, video, that too. I, yeah my wife says that they did have it on video yeah she had okay. just on video i gotta look at that shit because if he was wilding the yeah. fuck out then you gotta get some votes but if he just was like standing there like why you pulled me over then that's have you ever tased hell no Oh man, but I thought you guys were into it. My wife and I, we used to tase each other all the time. Oh, okay, well, that's cool, yeah. man. That sounds kind of freaky. Yo, Roderick's, uh, uh, yo, uncle was telling us. Yeah, he was telling us about he had to, in order to have a taser at his job, you have to be trained and you have to get tased with it. He was like, that shit hurts, so. Yeah, it hurts. And he was, it hurts so good. Right, of course. Of course. I'll take your word yeah. for it. I yeah, will take your word for it. Tell you guys how to try it, man. Try it. You'll dig it. What about the woman who had sex with five boys? Beheading or what? What do you do for her? Um, I leave, leave her alone. What's okay. wrong with that? I hear you. I hear you. Sometimes you gotta have sex in front of a train full of people. Sometimes that happens. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Shit happens. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think I got you now. Um, what about... <laughs> oh, anyway, so this dude, he tried to run up on his grandmama, right? And he was burglarizing her house and she confronted him and beat him down with her cane. He was able to escape. Good. He got away, uh, but she returned. She was returning home with a friend Monday morning. She spotted a strange car parked outside her house. Uh, mm. Signs of a break-in. Her friend called 911 on her cell phone. When a man emerged, he tried to grab the phone. 
the other woman struck him with her cane until he retreated and took off <laughs> damaging his car in the process uh they said both women are over 70 yeah man they, they you know awesome. canes could be good weapons this canes probably made of titanium y'all leave old people alone if they, yeah, yeah leave them alone if they find this dude beheading um I wouldn't, um, no, he just deserves a, another public beating. Because he didn't hurt, you know, he didn't hurt anybody, you know. So, I mean, beating is good enough. For okay. every year that those women were alive, he should get a laugh. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of ass with me. Um, yeah. And here's the last article, and I don't really want to read the whole thing, but I'll give you the, the rundown. This white woman, uh, her name is Chris, Krista Dietmeyer. Um, she was, uh, her infant daughter was found in an abandoned car a quarter mile away from the retention pond where her body was found. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as it turns out, this, this, you know, this nice looking white chick, uh, she, three men have been arrested and charged with connection for her murder of her because she was a drug dealer. And wow. uh, yeah, so basically, uh, she Michael Peters, 28, referred to himself as her protector while her baby daddy served his 18-month sentence for cocaine trafficking. But as often happens in the drug world, Patelis, who had often gotten close to her to, re- to gain access to her goods, and no, they're not talking about those goods were at this point, but, uh, no, that's it. they're not talking about what, good, what the goods were at this point, but they're guessing it wasn't weed. Um... Because, you know, a lot of times when a chick's dude goes to prison, the other dudes will try to get up on her and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, the next, so the next thing that happened was textbook in terms of robbing a drug dealer. Dittmeyer was called to Patelis' house, and before she could get inside, Anthony Papelli, 28, came out of nowhere, cracked her in the head with a rubber bat. The two men then bound her, duct taped her, stuck her in the trunk of her own car, and then they put her in the, in the river. Um, wow. Yeah, they're not even saying it. They, hmm? they didn't kill the baby though. No, no. Now that's, okay. they're saying that um, they they're not saying whether or not she was alive when she was submerged because um, they don't know. Um, but but basically they they did went to her home, got drugs and crash and, and shit like that. Um, they've been charged with second degree murder, no bail, um, and uh, co- conspiracy to commit armed robbery. Um, and on the final note, they said, this is a prime example of what I refer to as comparative liability or the concept that in many cases a victim holds some responsibility for what happens to them. I've caught a lot of flack. This guy says, I've caught a lot of flack in the past for bringing this up in relation to rape cases, but perhaps this is a less offensive reference. If you don't do A, B will not happen. If you don't sell drugs, you won't be robbed and murdered for the cash and the product that they, you keep on hand. Uh, she didn't deserve what happened to her, but she could have prevented it. Uh, so what? Now that's that's all editorialized for this this guy at the end. Although I do kind of agree with that. I don't know about the rape shit. Yeah. I haven't read that, but uh, in this case, yeah, you shouldn't be selling fucking drugs, lady. Um, now, what would you do for these three dudes? Beheadings? No castrations. Mmm, castrations. Okay, yeah, castrations. Threw me for a loop there. I thought I had you figured out, but I, I, I'm a big believer in castrations. Okay. Now, the thing that I, the only thing I wanted to say about this story is this is why I would never watch that show Weeds on Showtime. <laughs> this, this is the shit that would happen to that trick, man. Yeah. Everything, they're always like, and people are like, this show is so good, it's so funny. 
Why? Because it's about weed. I really think that people uh, will watch anything that's just about weed. Yes. And they take out the context of whether it's good or not. Some things are hilarious and they're about weed, like the movie Half Eight. Yes. And some things are just about weed and they ain't that fucking funny. No, and they're very unrealistic. Yeah, and weeds is one of those things. When you tell me this chick is in the suburbs selling drugs, some middle-aged white chick with two kids and a house... It's very hard for me to believe that drug dealers would not run up on her and take her shit. Yes. At the very least. And kill her. I watched I remember I tried to watch it and the episode where I decided, fuck you, I'm turning it off. Is she walked into a pool hall of these like um uh like the uh what do you call those dudes? Cholos or whatever, like a pool hall full of cholos and it's all like these, you know, super hardcore criminal right. drug dealers. And then she proceeds to tell these motherfuckers off. About what she's gonna do with the drugs and how she's gonna sell them, and then they walk out like, "Oh, well, we respect her now." And I said, "No, that bitch would be dead." What? Yeah, they or, or at the minimum they would have raped her. Yes. <laughs> at yeah, at the minimum. At the yeah. minimum, like you are done, lady. Like they were even, and like they play on all that. Like they show the guys like looking up and down, like you know what we can do to you up in here and all. They do all that, and then they still let her ass go. And, and they, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like. When I saw this story, I was like, well, now, just this is why I don't watch weeds, okay? Yes, and for those of you thinking about it, don't do it. Don't do it. This is what would happen in real life. That's if, right. If, if, this, if weeds was real, this lady would be found in the trunk in the middle of some lake. There'd be one and a half, maybe two episodes. Right. Weeds should be the shortest show of all time. Ever. It should be. It should start with her going, I'm trying to sell some weeds. And then niggas running up in the house, taking her shit, and then going, I don't think I'm going to sell weed anymore. No. This was a dumb idea. I'm going to go back to my desk job. That's right. <laughs> anyway, man, that's the last article. Um, I want to thank you, Laura Q, for coming on yes, with us. Thank you and your wife. Really thank enjoyed you. it. Yeah, it's been our pleasure. And please, yeah, check us out at uh, lapunknoir.com. You can check me out on Facebook, uh, lapunknoir, Black Punk Rock. And uh, most importantly, man, buy shit uh, and support black music. And go out and see uh, black bands when you hear that they're playing in your hood. That's what's up, man. Check out our our t-shirts. Check out his Facebook group for tour dates and uh, more information about the bands. Actually, when you go to LaPontNoir.com, they actually start playing like uh, music automatically on the page. And I did like that song, Bad Brains, uh, Pay to Come. Oh, cool. oh yeah, great song. Great song. Tune from like the early 80s. And I'm going to um, open up the show with, uh, with one of the songs. I'm close the show with one of your songs. Uh, from oh, cool. groups that you're promoting, and um, you know, I really appreciate it. Um, hey but, man, anytime, and love, I'd love to come back and we can uh, talk about uh, less music and some other stuff. You know, it's, it'd be totally cool. No doubt, man. Yes. Um, for all the other people out there, um, don't forget, you know, go to theblackoutists.com, join our forums, check out our uh, blog posts, uh, donate to the show. Uh, don't forget also to check out the Facebook group. Look at, uh, leave us reviews on iTunes um, and Podomatic, and uh, make sure you check us out on Stitcher. Add us to your favorite channels. Um, you can always email the show, theblackoutists at gmail.com, and you can always send us a voicemail, 704 704- Five five seven zero one eight six. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D A T. So until next time, I love you. You too. Mwah.